May all beings be happy. May all beings be healthy. May all beings be free from harm. May all beings love life. May all beings awaken. Welcome to another Cuke Audio Podcast. I pray that you and yours are safe and comfortable, free from economic hardship, and able to get out and do whatever it is you want within the limitations of the universal precept of do as little harm as possible. So today we have a guest for life in Bali. Uh, his name is Made Janur Yasa, and he is the founder of Plastic Exchange. You can access that online at plasticexchange.org. And uh, like the name implies, uh, it's a way to clean up the island, clean up the world by uh, giving people something for the plastic they collect. Uh, in this case, uh, it's based on giving rice. Uh, and it's been very successful. And... Um, He's a nominee for a CNN uh, Heroes Award, so he's gotten a lot of press, and uh, really happy to have him on, and I've really enjoyed uh, talking with him. So, um, here we go. Let's give him a call, huh? All right, I think we set now. All right, so hi, Made. Made Januriasa. <laughs> well, I've heard good things about you from my wife and Biwa people. Thank you, thank, thank you. Well, uh, well, let me ask you first. You're from where are you from in Bali? Well, I was born in Tabanan, which is about probably forty-five minutes west from Sanur. Yeah, uh, yeah. In a, in a really small village with no running water, no electricity, no running water except on a river. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, one bicycle in my village. Oh, my gosh. One radio transistor where we get the news entertainments from. Mm. So... It's hard to believe that uh, 55 years ago, that was the situation or not the situation. That was the way, uh, the way we live in Bali, you know, barter yeah. system, no money, no problem, you know. Right, right. So uh, <laughs> you've seen a lot happen since then. Uh, so um, you created a, uh, the... Plastic for Rice Exchange. Uh, yes. Tell us about that and how that came about, okay? So it's really come from uh, the needs of at the moments when the COVID-19 ran havoc in our economy, in our way of life, that uh, you know, it's so different than what we know. So what I yeah. saw was three, three things. The first one was um, the degradation of environments from the plastic, especially. The second yeah. one is because of, uh, you know, I'm speaking about Bali. 
that we live 80% from tourism. Because of that, the prosperity, the economy is down. And then yeah. the third one is the self-worth or the dignity of the people, the morale is down. So yeah. I thought to myself, what if, what if they bring uh, plastic and I will give them rice? And this is really aligned with uh, Balinese philosophy, which is Trihita uh, Karana. Three is a tree or three is three. Hita mm-hmm. is um, happiness and Karana mm-hmm. is, is the way or the harmony. So which mm. is the harmonious connection human to God is dignity, human to human is prosperity and the harmonious human to the environment. So I thought to myself, if they bring plastic, will encompass three of the uh, connection, you know, clean up the plastic from the environment, feed the people with rice, and then bring their morale back, bring their dignity that we can clean Bali, then we can do this together. So how did you start it? What did you start with? Um, I start with my village, uh, which is uh, in Tabanan. And yeah. when, I, when I start this, I, I wasn't sure if it worked or not. You know, but uh, there was no agenda in uh, like, oh, I'm going to become, I'm going to be big and all of this thing. Uh, I start trying in my village and the response was so overwhelming. And I thought to myself, if it works in my village, got to work in a different village. So I bring it to Ubud and as you know it, in December 2021, uh, plastic Exchange got nominated uh, into top 10 of CNN Hero. Yeah, congratulations on that. Please continue. Yeah, and then, uh, um, so, and again, you know, uh, this Plastic Exchange is really how do we make up how do we how do we make a wisdom pragmatic yeah meaning so mm-hmm. many wisdom in in the world or in a different society but a lot of those wisdom has become a good way you know a good saying but how, how do we do it same thing with uh karana you know connection yeah. harmony connection human to god human to human human to the environments but how, how do we do this? You know, how do we make this harmonious? Um, and then the other thing is also, this is also aligned with Balinese philosophy called Tatwamasi, which is you are, you is me, or you, you are me, or you, you are part of me, meaning the receiver become a giver and the giver become a receiver. So that's what I see in this plastic exchange that yeah. really... Against you know, good for the environment, good for the economy, and then good for the morale. Yeah. So, uh, what do you do with the uh, plastic that you receive? So the plastic that we receive, we work with uh, aggregators, the plastic aggregators, and we send it to Java at the moment because there is no plastic processing plants yet in Bali. Um, yeah. So that's going to be the next step of plastic exchange is how to 
um, how to turn this plastic into a uh, useful material. One of them is uh, I'm now doing a lot of uh, work with uh, organic material because mm-hmm. if you look at the trash that go to the landfill, 60 to 70 percent is organic. So yes. if we can solve this organic in our house, so we already solve 60 to 70 percent of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm uh, now combining this uh, plastic exchange with. Uh, how do we take care of our garbage from the sources, which is from our house? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The the mix mixing of plastic with organic, uh, uh, you know, sampah. Trash uh, is a terrible problem in Bali, with making mountains of uh, of uh, you know landfill with the plastic mixed in. So <laughs> anything you can do to change that would be very welcome. Uh, now you know we we recycle our plastic. Uh, you know Pumalung come by and get it. The guys on Motor scooters, you know, who collect uh, uh, recycled materials, and and there's there's types of plastic they will take. They'll take almost anything that has any thickness. But if you know, if you get plastic bag or very thin plastic, they they can't. Uh, there's, you know, they can't sell it. Uh, do do you accept plastic bags and plastic that can't be recycled? Yes, we 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 take everything because um, you know the pemulung will not take it because it's not profitable. They can sell, but it's uh, there, there's no, it's cheap. You know that's why they don't want to take it. And then they say, "Are oh, you talking about the plastic bags?" Yes. Oh really? Yeah, oh yeah. They they don't want to take it because it's not making any uh, profit for them. You know, they uh, they only take the one that make a profit, the one that make money. And oh, I don't blame them. You know, because yeah, uh, they they are not for their motivation is not to clean the environments, but their motivation is to to make money. And right, uh, yeah. So at Plastic Action, is our motivation is to clean up the environments. What what do you do with plastic bags and the real thin plastic they won't take? We we send it to Java. They can make a uh, fishing rod out of it. We, they can make uh, oh really? Cotton. They can make really? uh, ropes. Uh, yeah, but the value is so so cheap. So they don't want to take it because not make money for them for for the pemulung. I understand. I understand. Well, I'm going to look into that further because yeah, yeah. I've been throwing that away. Uh, I, I I didn't know uh, that uh, there actually was. Uh, I I do collect some things that I take to the you know the big recycling center near the Tepea near the landfill. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sometimes I go there, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
and visit them. Uh, I love recycling. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. I was I was involved in recycling in America, um, and that, so they they do recycle tons and tons and buildings full of uh, plastic and but there's no glass recycling. Do you know of any glass recycling? Uh, not that I know of, uh, of my head. Um, where, where, where are you from in America? San Francisco area, California. Yeah, and and uh, and again, you know, like uh, I I appreciate about United States doing our recycling and all of that. Um, but if you look at in a global scale, you you are America still sending your trash to Indonesia to Africa. To China and China doesn't want to take your trash anymore. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's terrible. You know, oh uh, yeah, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. And also oh, yeah. the same, same thing in Indonesia. I think it's all over the world. The mantra of recycling is collect, transport, dump. That's it. Collect it, transport it, dump it. You know, even when you separate it in your house, they put it in one place and then. Like you said earlier, when when everything mix and then there's no value, especially when it's organic and unorganic mix. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. The one that can be composted cannot be composted. The one that has value cannot sell because it's dirty. Yeah, yeah. Trash and recycling are a big global problem. <laughs> yes, and, as we know. Uh, Yes, and the the most important thing is to create markets. Uh, well, uh, you know, in terms of recycling, if there's somebody that's going to make something out of it, that's the most important thing. Uh, yeah. Like you say, there's a lot of recycling that has no place to go. Yes. So it's just yeah. dumped. Uh, yeah, but then make, making things out of... Materials that either biodegrade or can compost or um, making things out of something other than plastic really helps. <laughs> but we're not going to get rid of plastic anytime soon, so biodegradable plastic. That's been done. Make it mandatory. Yeah. And then again, you know, uh, David... Uh we, we can look at the, the problem as a problem or we become a part of the solution. You know, I think that's what I'm focusing on. Yeah. Uh, number one, you know, if we cannot fight the plastic, like uh, we can stop the consumption of plastic in a short term, at least we can change the behavior of the people, make them aware instead of yes. throwing it, let's, let's uh, dispose it properly. You know, yeah. let's, let's Let's give them value to it, uh, either value for cleanliness, because cleanliness is an asset. You know, as you know, Bali yeah. is 80% depend on tourism. You know, we have dances, we have views, we have culture, and cleanliness is an asset. Clean is an asset. Yes. Same value as a dance, as a culture. Because, yeah. you know, a good view with a good culture, if it's dirty, it will degrade the, the value of that culture. It will degrade the value of that dances, you know. 
So that's yeah. what I'm saying to uh, people yeah. when I go to to the villages. Um, cleanliness is asset, not just asset in court to make money, but also asset for your health, asset for yeah. your future. Uh, we just need to to understand that the education just relentless. You know, you just sit over and over and over like a bro, you know, a broke. A broken records, you know. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a question. Um, uh, I've gone to retreats at Tabanan at uh, Murta Adas uh, Bali Usada. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll walk around there and th there's uh, plastic in the creek. So I mm -hmm. talk to the, to the manager of the place, who's Balinese. Mm -hmm. And I say, have you talk to the villages upstream about not putting their plastic in the creek. He said, they don't want to hear from us. We're city people, you know. They don't want people from Denpasar telling them what to do. They've been dumping their trash into the creeks for centuries. Now, it seems to me that what you're doing uh, deals with that problem that because you're offering them food for it, then I think they will listen to you. But you're also from Tabanan. But uh, uh, does does the fact that you're offering an exchange make it easier for you to get people not to uh, dump their plastic into the creeks? Well, uh, there's several things. You know, uh, to make people do things, there's many ways to, to make people do something. One is punishment one is make uh, make them feel ashamed uh, uh, the other thing is uh, through rewards you know the reward is one of them is through uh, material rewards and one of them is through uh, um, proud you know to clean their environments yeah. yes by giving a rise it's in coach much easier you know like uh, when in a way like this, David, what is trash? Trash is something that has no value. So I trying to put a value in something, either through material, but also through reward, you know, which is proud, which is dignity and all of that. Uh, yeah, it make it easier. Then the second one is, uh, I looking for a leader in that village. It doesn't have to be a, uh, a leader of the village. Anybody that crazy enough i say you know we need to find a crazy <laughs> yeah, from that village to lead this movement otherwise it doesn't work otherwise uh, if we're trying to force them uh, to do this that hey what is in it for me you know uh, even you know if we think about it what is in it for me it helped it's uh, <laughs> but they, they didn't get it you know they don't get it. Even us, you know, even me, myself, I'm guilty of myself. I understand plastic is bad. You understand plastic is bad. But can you live without plastic? You know, sometimes I forgot to bring my water bottle and I thirsty. Oh, my God, I relented to buy uh, aqua bottles, you know, but. No kidding. No kidding. You, you know what I'm saying? So just because we know it doesn't mean we do it. Now, yeah. think about it. The people that even that not have an awareness, they're gonna be like, "What? 
what the f you talking about you know so yeah. that's why i said at plastic exchange there is two kind of knowledge one is cognitive in our head one is embodiment in our body cognitive mm. we get it through uh workshop watching a youtube reading somebody tell you about it make us smart in our head yeah the embodiment the knowledge of your embodiment the only way you can get that is through action through doing otherwise you just memorizing thing you know a lot of yeah. people memorizing oh plastic is bad everybody i mean not, i'm not saying everybody knows i would say 80% or 99.9% people understand plastic is bad yeah do we do the right thing no you know just because we know it doesn't mean we do it so that's why in plastic action we call this edu action education in action to bring mm-hmm. that cognitive knowledge into your body so like i said you know there's two kind of a knowledge one is cognitive and one is embodiment so a lot of people said to to me like hey do you do education i said yes i did uh, the education that i do is called edu action which is education in action because what people understand about education is telling uh put people in one room and then let's do workshop let's do uh you know in uh what april the one the, the world uh, the environmental day everybody making this that and then after that what what is the action after that you know so mm-hmm. what i'm really emphasizing is emphasizes uh through action so really the uh, the mission of plastic exchange is to change people behavior through edu action by exchange plastic through a barter system with either rice clothing anything that we can barter with so really yeah. barter system to change people behavior because to change people behavior you need to do it over and over you cannot just do it once and you think oh i'm good you know no yeah no. habit is something that you do rapidly yeah 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 so my teacher said if you want to remember move you need to repeat that move 100 time yeah if you want to get that move into your muscle memory you need you need to repeat that move 1000 time yeah so repetition 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 mm and a lot of people also ask me well that's cost money yes clean up the environment is cost money to maintain the landfill is cost money not just cost money cost health the pollution the the smell i mean go on and on the gas methane that impact the ozone uh the hazard the people that live around it the people that work in a landfill it costs not just money yeah it would be very good here if there was separation 
of trash, if the, if the organic was separate at least, and it could be composted, I'm, I, I'm sure you, you've met people who compost. We compost here at home. That's what we do at Plastic Exchange. You need to separate your garbage. Otherwise, we don't take it. Yeah. We are, we are not a garbage collection <laughs> provider. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. don't separate it, take them home. You know? Yeah. And then some of the people said, well, I'm going to throw it into the environment. Please do it. It's your, it's your house. It's not my house. I'm, I'm not playing. Well, I play nice, but I'm not like, oh, please. Let me uh, massage your feet. Let me massage your neck so, so you can bring your plastic out. If you don't want it, don't. it's okay. It's your house. It's your place. But if yeah. you do, we'll, we'll reward you. And yeah. <laughs> usually the people like that, after three or four times, like, oh, my God, you know, uh, it's become like almost the non-believer become a believer, you know. Yeah. Now, what percentage of your operation is covered by the sale of plastic, I would imagine a small percentage, and that you are dependent on donations. Yeah, it's only 30% of our the selling. That's pretty that. good. Yeah. Yeah, still, you know, I, I said 30%, probably more like 20 or something like that, but still. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Uh, uh, this is what I said, David. Clean up the environment is uh, everybody's responsibility. We cannot do it ourselves, you know. By yeah. by you interviewing, doing this interview with me, uh, you know, hope this will spread to different audience that, uh, you know, eager or want to take action or want to support their community to to do the same, you know, how can yeah. we change the behavior of the people through action? Yeah. Well, um, even though uh, right now what you're doing has to be supported by donations, I think, like you're saying, it increases awareness, it's educational, and it can lead to uh, a different way of dealing with materials so that we retain more value in what we use. We don't create landfill. We, you know, we create compost. We create new products. We use less that doesn't, that can't be used again. Yeah. There is uh, one village here close to, close to Chaluk. Do you know where Chaluk is? No, but my wife probably does because she gets all over with BY, you know. Husband stay <laughs> home. Huh? Um, <laughs> so Chaluk is really close from Sanur, actually, uh, probably uh -huh. 20. Yeah. Uh, there uh -huh. is Banja called Chamangon. Mm -hmm. There is a 350 household in that Banjar. They don't have a truck to deal with their plastic, uh, to, to deal with their trash. No truck. Oh, oh. No truck. It sounds like a magic, you know. This day when you're talking about plastic, they're using the old mantra meaning collect, transport, dump. And how do you do it without truck? You know, it's almost like, uh, wow, that's impossible. Yes, that is possible. 
So they have this composting system in each house. So just by doing that, they already solve 70% of their problem. Yeah. And then all the non-organics like plastic, uh, metals, cardboard, bottles, and all of that, they have plastic exchange uh, once a month. So they bring it over there and, and done. So yeah. no truck. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, well, I'm surprised. There must be some glass recycling somewhere. Uh, but, you know, glass is not a uh, polluting type of trash. But still, you don't want mountains of glass that you don't know what to do with. Um, so I think I know where it is, uh, but it's not in, I think it's not in a big quantity, but like they use it to do, uh, to use, uh, uh, if you go to mass, uh, they use this glass, they, they melted the glass and then they make a, a kind of like a unique looking glass. Uh, they use it in a lot of different restaurants here in Ubud. But uh -huh. also, they, they use it, um, you know, they have this uh, wood from, um, oh, my English is uh, just escaped me, uh, the root, uh, root of the wood. And for some reason, they put, look like a vase looking uh, glass that, that, that they melted and then it's a kind of a comp uh, following the texture of the, the, the roots of that, that sculpture. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, you know, uh, and there's people who make drinking glasses out of bottles and things like that. But, um, you know, the best way is to have reusable bottles. Uh, and there is some of that. You know, it's just, all of this is just a problem. But we are, human beings are capable of solving them. Uh, we just, we need uh, people to pay attention to you. And we need more people like you <laughs> coming up with good solutions. Um, how does somebody donate to your organization? What's the name of it? Uh, it's called, you, you can go to website called plasticexchange.org. Yeah. And yeah, and then there is a PayPal, uh, there is a GoFundMe, uh, or people can also send a direct don uh, donation to my foundation. Uh, the foundation is called Jagat Gemah Ripah. Uh, yeah. Plastic Exchange is the, in quote, the brand name, you know. PlasticExchange.org, I can remember. Is that good enough? Just PlasticExchange.org? Yeah, and then they will, uh, you can, uh, we have a uh, link to Facebook, we have link to Instagram, uh, we have links to the events that are happening every, every month. Yeah. Well, well let me ask you a, a little bit about yourself here. Sounds like you were born 55 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> from what something, something, something you like said you said that earlier um, um, what um, how did your life 
progress? Well, um, you know, like I said, I was born in a small village and life was so simple. Go to the rice fatty and helping my father, my, you know, my grandpa and all of that. And then um, when I was graduate from elementary school, uh, my father said to me like, hey, if you want to be somebody, you need to continue your education and also you need to get out from this village. And I was a little bit confused, you know, life is good, you know, what else do I need, you know? And, uh, you know, at the age of 12, uh, with not much guidance from my parents, it forced me to figure it out life. You know, I grew up quickly, either sink or swim. Uh, really? That is something. That is good for them. <laughs> so what did you do? Where did you go? I go to Tabanan uh, from my village uh, to uh, to the city, so to speak, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I live with... Uh, bunch of kids um, you know learn how to cook learn how to I mean to do everything that uh, you know you you need to eat you need to sleep you need to study and all of those things so um, yeah like I said you know through my journey as a little boy from a small village moved to a bigger town and a bigger city of Denpasar to attend university um, and again, you know, uh, got uh, into a lot of troubles or like a famous quote says, if you are not doing something crazy when you are young, so there is no story to tell when you get old, right? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes sometime looking back at what I have done, I am amazed that I graduate from university, you know. Ah, Uluwatu? You go to Uluwatu or what? Yeah, to Udayana. U I mean, Udayana and Uluwatu. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, oh. to be honest, I still have a nightmare about it. Sometimes I woke up in the middle of the night that I didn't pass the, the exam and like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> oh, wow, that's great. That's great. But, uh, so then, yeah, I'm survived. Um, and then... In 1996, I moved to California. Uh, oh, I met, yeah, I met a uh, woman, uh, beautiful woman from California, and she said, "You know, if you love me, if uh, <laughs> if you love me and yourself, come come find me in in California." And that's what I did. I flew to United States, to San Francisco in December 1996. Yeah. Never been on an airplane before, you know. Um, so through the journey in the United States, I met uh, people. It's really like uh, I learned new things and unlearned what I already knew, you know. I was, uh, you know, drunk was my my ritual every night, you know. <laughs> Yeah, to find, to find God and enlightenment. Uh, mm. <laughs> I didn't find it. Um, mm -hmm. And in United States, I uh, surrounded by people that care about their physical fitness, 
eating well and all of that and really changed my life. Uh, I always said, you know, traveling was the best thing that ever happened to my life. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, where, where in the, where in the San Francisco area did you live, or did you live many places? Or? I live in many places. I uh, the first place that I live is Eureka. Oh yeah, one, that's way up north. Yeah, one oh one north. No, no, that's so, more than one hour north. That's like Eureka's no, no, like I, five I, I, hours I, I, north. I, 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 Highway 101. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's way up there. That's nice country. That's red redwoods and yeah. uh So what did you do in Eureka? I was uh doing odd jobs. Uh I was um uh river guide as a rafting. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I moved to Oregon to Sisters. I've been in Sisters. That's a small place near Bend. Yeah, Bend, Oregon's beautiful yeah. place, desert. I work for Artwood Bounds. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, very well known. Yeah, known. Uh, and then I moved to Truckee. Truckee. Oh, that's over. Is that that in Nevada? No, that's just next to Nevada. Exactly. I'm trying to test your geography here. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, in California side, just uh, in uh, Lake Tahoe. It's all more about yeah, Lake Tahoe. Years. Right. You know, that's right. Katrinka's son lived there. In fact, he, let's see. Uh. He lived there after you. Uh, but, yeah, that's right. We used to go visit him in Truckee. Right. Yeah. Truckee, yeah. California. And yeah. I, work, I work for Patagonia in Reno. Oh. A clothing, the clothing company. Oh. Oh, in Reno. Yeah. Oh, in Reno. Reno's fun. Yeah, uh, they have a, a big warehouse in, in Reno. Yeah. Uh, and their headquarter is in Ventura. Hmm. Yeah. Down south. Down south. Yep. Yeah. And ah. Then, yeah. And then I moved to Taos. Oh, my gosh. I've spent a lot of time in Taos. Wow. You ended up in Taos. <laughs> that is very cool. I love Taos. Yep. 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 I, uh, I bet uh, we know people in common. Because talent, I bet, well, I, I imagine the people you were around and some of the people I was around there would be the same. Uh, yeah. We can talk about that later. But that's <laughs> very interesting. I love towns. Yeah, I've lived in Santa Fe right next to it. Mm. I've been many, many times to towns. I have many friends there. Yeah, I live in Taos for five years. In what? Well, how long? I live in Taos for five years. What years? 
pandemic, pandemic hit the world. So yeah. that's when I start plastic exchange. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so um, that is that is very uh, impressive. That is very impressive. So uh, have you been? Uh, how, how's Galangan Kuningan been for you? This is like the most important time of the year in Bali. I'd say this in Nyepi, uh, Galangan. Ten, twelve days there. Uh, you know, yes, it's it's important and all of that. But the uh, for me, the feeling is not. I mean, of course, you know, things change. Uh, the world has changed uh, from no electricity to electricity. From no car, there's car. From uh, communicating through uh, smoke. Uh, signal to like right now we're talking through <laughs> right through wi-fi whatever it is uh, you and i you know. have only talked a little bit but we've talked uh we've communicated on uh the regular phone on whatsapp and on messenger exactly what i'm <laughs> saying is like uh you know you you asked me what about the galung and kuningan uh, when I was a kid, I used to looking forward to it. Why? Because, you know, there's going to be a special food. It's going to be a special uh, lawar and this and that. And now yeah. you can get that every day. You know, yeah. you can get, uh, it's like in the United States, you know, you can get turkey every day, not just on uh, Thanksgiving. Right. So like, oh yeah, it's another turkey, you know, uh, uh, what I'm trying to say here. I understand it's, uh, very much. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It yeah. Is, yes. It's important uh, uh, celebration and all of that. And for me, the feeling is just not as exciting as it was because of, you know, the thing that signified that uh, ceremony for me, it's also a food, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you can get eggnog anytime, anywhere, any place in the world now, not just through a Christmas time, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you have but a penjure? Yeah, yeah, of course, you know, all of this. All right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just that, but the feeling just that, uh, where is that, that I cannot yeah, sleep? Right, right. I, I just want to explain to that the penjure is a long bamboo pole that's curved and decorated. Incidentally, we have one in front of our house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, everybody puts them up. Well, all the Hindus put them up and a lot of other people put them up. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're very tall. And they're hanging over electric wires in a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> And get caught in electric wires. That happens right. here. Uh -huh. It's a, uh, you call it, uh, what you call, uh, what, what is, uh, what is the name of the evolution guy? Darwin. Yeah, it's called it, uh, Darwin Award. Oh, ha, ha, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Darwin Awards. That? Have you heard that? Oh, sure. I know about the Darwin Awards. There, that's for, uh, 
Uh, basically, the Darwin Award is for people who died doing something stupid or bad uh, and thus eliminated themselves from the gene pool. Anyway, it's uh, a sort of dark humor trip, but they're, they're always interesting and they come out every year. Yes, yeah. Well, like um, there was a guy in uh, the Southwest. Uh, now, this happened before the Darwin Awards, I think, but he'd have to get a posthumous one. Hmm. I guess they're all posthumous, but this would be a late posthumous award. Who You know those giant, the Garo cactus? Yes. They're very, yes. very big. You know, they go up like yeah. 20 feet, and they're big, enormous branches, it's all cactus. Well, there was a guy with a shotgun that, you know, some hunters like to shoot things up. They're not real hunters. Uh, and uh, he shot one of the arms off one, and it fell down and killed him. So that is the perfect Darwin Award right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm uh, not I'm not striving to to get one. No, no, we don't want you to get one. We we like you having the CNN Heroes Award. <laughs> That's great. Well, um, gee, this is this has really been good. It's been really interesting. I I really appreciate uh, what you do, and um, yeah, I want you to come over. Uh, uh, what do you like to eat? Do you like do you like genius on the beach or do you like bunkus? <laughs> um, I'm uh, on a seafood diet. Seafood? What I see, that's what I eat. Oh yeah, good. That is terrific. That is a great <laughs> phrase, man. I never heard that. Seafood diet. Yeah, me too. Me too. I work with uh, a number of uh, Balinese and Indonesians uh, on music, and. Uh, I, I feed them, I cater them, and it's wonderful because everybody wants bunkus, which is very cheap. I mean, that's what they want. I give them whatever they want. And it's like, uh, so sometimes there'll be like eight, nine people, and it's like, uh, you know, it's... That's great. I And I've, I've really, it really has made me aware of it. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, you've been ruined by living in America, and you've become an omnivore. Yeah, no, now I know good wine, good steak, good this, good that, <laughs> good pasta. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's really like uh, eating is for me. I I I eat every kind of food in a way. Of course, now. I mean, I'm I'm not old. I, I'm I'm refused to be old. You know, I'm I'm. Um, uh, I do eat more like uh, salads. Uh, if I eat bunkus like uh, three days in a row, I can feel it in my body like sluggish and all of that. And yeah. I, and and I eat more salads and all of that. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not not like oh I, I I because I always said like this to people eating is the most fundamental freedom as a human being. You know, meaning you can eat anything you want. You know. Um, but again, you know, I like a good food. I like a healthy food. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, um, do you do you get in Sonur much? Um, when somebody invite me. 
Oh, okay. Well, you're invited. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. I'd love yeah. to talk to you more. Uh, sure. Um, uh, I I work at home. I'm almost always here, but I'm sure Katrinka is much more active uh, out. Yeah. And we don't have a vehicle. We we walk to the beach. Um, we walk to places around here, and you know we get rides. And uh, we have a bemo driver, and or we'll take a taxi. Uh, we have a long distance driver, but we don't do that much. I think I'm. I think I might be going to Bangli on Sunday for a ceremony. Ah. Uh, I don't want to. I hate to drive long distances, but it's very special. And somebody yeah. who's very well connected, who started living up there, an American in the seventies. I don't know if you know Thomas Frick, but um, uh, he he said, uh, you know, he said this would be. Uh, quite a treat to uh -huh. go there. He, he speaks Balinese. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, maybe I'll go up there. But uh, basically, we're around here. There's good Italian food at Riviera. There's, um, you know, for Indonesian food, I like, what's it called? Wadun Kachil. Wadun Kachil. Actually, I love it's it. owned by my friend. Huh? It's, it's uh, with, uh, owned by my friends. Oh, really? My oh, friends. it's great. It's great. We don't I eat do. there much, but a little bit. We eat a genius. Yeah. Some, genius, you know, not mainly we eat at home. We eat at home. My wife is Sometimes a great cook. Out, uh, which which for, one? For, for Italian food. Yeah. Riviera is near here. We walk to Riviera. Oh, Riviera. Okay. Well, I will yeah. try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll take you to Riviera. Okay. Uh, and they have good music. Uh, uh, they, they, they have a lot of jazz there. Oh, uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Live music is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, hey, and, and what do I call you? Do I call you Made? Do I call you Junur, Yasa, or what? Well, you can call me anything. Janur, usually people call me, but just do Janur, not call me. yeah. Just do not well, call me late for lunch or dinner. So. Right, there you go. Very good. Uh, <laughs> Janur, people I like Janur. Yeah, I mean, Janur. I, I know a number of Mades, so uh, Janur, <laughs> you're the only Janur I know. Um, all right, very good, very good. Well, thank you very much, and I look forward to meeting you. Yeah, let's do that. Probably after Kuningan, we'll uh, do a, a meet uh, in Sanur or something like that. All right. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Janur, and uh, I really appreciate it. I appreciate what you do, and um, I look forward to the next time we meet be it in person or not. Yep, yep, yep. So we can talk about Taos, California, Tahoe. Yeah. Anything from north yeah. to south, west, east. <laughs> yeah, indeed. 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 indeed, indeed. Yeah. Okay, David. Okay. Thanks a lot. Take care. Yeah, you too. 
Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks a lot, Janur. I uh, really appreciate it. And um, thanks a lot for uh, starting Plastic Exchange, which we can access online at plasticexchange.org. And there you'll see uh, links to Instagram and Facebook and GoFundMe link to contribute a little to what they're doing, or a lot. This has been a cute audio podcast, A Life in Bali. I'm DC Puba of Cuke Audio and Cuke Archives, coming to you from Sleepy Sanur with Doggy Bandita, Filan Cuchita, and dear lovely Katrinka. And we're wishing you and yours and all of us a grand awakening. <laughs>